It's Wednesday, March 24th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Paul's out in uh, Goodyear, Arizona, watching the final few days of Indians training camp. And boy, uh, Paul, I'll tell you what, Tristan McKenzie went out the other day and gave up three home runs in his uh, his last start. Uh, Zach Plesak saw that and he said, here, hold my beer and went out and gave up four. Uh, should we be concerned about the tribe's uh, uh, starting rotation, the young guys in this tribe's starting rotation as they're, they're giving up home run after home run here in their last couple of starts of spring training? Yeah, I, you know, this, this is the weird thing about spring training, Joe. You, you really, you know, you have to take it with a grain of salt. But in the back of your mind, you're thinking, you know, this does not look right. Mm-hmm. You know, McKenzie, three, two run homers. Uh, yes. And uh, yesterday against the Giants, police had gives up four home runs. Um, you know, it, it's, it's Arizona. The ball flies. Uh, pitchers are working on different things. You got to take all that into consideration, but this is, you know, this is, they have each have one more start to go. So, you know, you would like to see a little progress. So there is, you know, just a, a, the red flag isn't up, but it's, you know, it's kind of waving in the breeze, I think. Yeah. And, and I, we thought we had, had gotten to that point with Bieber on Sunday because Bieber's start on Sunday looked like mid season. He was locked in six strikeouts over four innings. He didn't go as deep as he maybe necessarily would have liked to go in the game, but you know, he looked like he was in, in fine shape, but you're talking about the AL Cy Young winner there. Uh, the rest of this rotation spots, two, three, four, and five are, you know, it, 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 they're not a sure thing right now. It, it, Bieber's a, a sure thing as, as sure a thing as you have in this, in this rotation, everybody else, you're sort of betting high on them. Uh, Plesak in particular, and the last two starts for Zach Plesak ha, have not gone well. Yeah, you know, um, you know, Plesek, um, you know, I think uh, his his start before this was was okay. Five innings, I think one run, you know, so he did okay. But last yesterday, you know, it's uh, he, you know, he, he, you know, seven hits, six runs, five and two third innings, no walks, three Ks, you know. And after the game, he said he felt great. You know, he felt he was finally putting every pitch where he he wanted to. He just got a little too much of the plate in, uh, you know, with on the home runs. He got ambushed a couple times because, you know, Francona said he throws a lot of first pitch strikes and the Giants knew that, I guess, because they had faced him earlier in the year. Uh, so earlier in the spring, I should say. And um, so let's wait and see what he does in his last start. You know, it, it, you know? Yeah, it, it's just funny to see, you know, between Bieber and Plesak, you know, Bieber had a strong outing. Plusak struggled. Bieber said, "Oh, I've I've flipped the switch. I've I've gone from you know tinkering with my pitches and 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 you know refining things to being in competitive mode." And and Plusak almost sounds like he's he's still in competitive mode or um uh, tinkering mode and and not flip the switch. There is that is that what you heard? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good way of putting it. I think, and you also you know Bieber's been through this before. McKen you know McKenzie and uh, Plusak are really going through their first big league camps, uh, you know, because last year had been, was, uh, you know, suspended halfway through. So, you know, I think they're learning how to do this, learning how to handle it. Um, but, uh, and, and I think we got to remember they're so young, Joe, and um, they had, they don't have that experience. And um, 
we'll see. You know, I, I you know, I think it, it's such a, a weird, weird time of year. You know, you've got, uh, uh, you know, coaches telling uh, police, like, okay, these games don't count. And then, so how do you refine that as a competitor? How do you, you go out and you only compete halfway or do you really try to put everybody away or do you, are you experimenting with pitches? It's, it's a weird time of year. And uh, the best part about it is a month and a half from now, nobody's going to remember it. Right. Hopefully. Hopefully. That's uh, well, if, if we're not pointing back to the, a rough start or anything like that, then that's a, a good thing. You know, one guy who's not in his first, uh, um, training camp is Brian Shaw and he pitched like uh, like that was the case on uh, on Tuesday he came out what three strikeouts uh, in that game uh, he, he he looked sharp his his slider I believe his slider and his his, uh, his cutter looked really good so uh, you know obviously I think Brian Shaw's got himself a spot on this team yeah it sure looks like that uh, Joe he came in in the eighth inning yesterday after Maton gave up two two singles, you know, two guys on, no outs, and struck out three straight guys. His, uh, you know, slider is coming around. He's throwing, you know, 95 to 97. Um, you know, he's he's come into camp on a minor league deal, and he's come in and with the attitude that he's he's going to be the closer. Now, I don't think he's going to be the closer, but that's what, you know, that's what his mindset was. And, uh, you know, it certainly has looked like that. So he's, he's, in, good, he's in a real good spot, and you know, we're going to find out this week about a lot of these veteran relievers, Oliver Perez, Shaw, Blake uh, Parker, uh, Anthony Gose is in a veteran, but he's in camp on a, on a minor league deal as well. And, and most of these guys have opt-out clauses that, you know, they could exercise sometimes later this week and become free agents if they're not on the uh, 26-man roster. Right. As it sits right here right now, uh, from what you've seen, do you think Blake Parker and Oliver Perez have spots on this roster? I, you know, I think it's up in the air. I, I thought uh, what, uh, especially regarding uh, Oliver Perez, um, what Francona said the other day, you know, that he's, he's not looking for lefties, uh, left on left guys or right on right guys. He's looking for guys that can get outs. And, uh, you know, Oliver has done that his whole career, but, you know, that, that made me kind of, uh, you know, you know, your ears uh, pick up and, and take notice, you know, especially when they, you know, Trevor Stefan is, as the rule five guy has already taken one of the spots in the pen. Right. Uh, it, it, I mean, as far as I can see, I don't know if Blake Parker really makes it to the, to the roster. I, I think he might hit that opt out date and, and, uh, give another team an opportunity to try and pick him up uh, as Heath Hembry did, you know, uh, the, the Indians cut Heath Hembry loose. Uh, the Reds picked him up. So now you've got uh, two guys that started camp on minor league contracts with the Indians in Hembry and uh, Mike Freeman, both, both in camp with the Reds right down the street. Uh, who knows, you know, what their chances are making the Reds opening day roster, but uh, I think Blake Parker might be soon in that boat. I think Oliver Perez might be a harder decision for Tito. But like you said, you brought up the point of needing guys who can get outs. And I think Anthony goes with the stuff that he has. It might be hit or miss, but it might just be, you know, he's got the ability to come in and blow some guys away, whereas Oliver Perez doesn't have that anymore. Yeah, you know, that's that's a great that's a great point. You take stuff over experience and, you know, uh, 
you know Perez isn't going to get rattled. You know he's been every in every situation that you can imagine on, on a diamond on the mound. Uh, Anthony Ghost, we're still not sure. Converted outfielder. He's had a great camp, with the exception of that one, you know, one performance. Uh, but when does that one performance resurface? And uh, you know, that's the thing that that's got away in the back of their minds. Yeah, I think uh, in maybe in an ideal world, you you keep Oliver Perez on the roster to start the season. And you try to sneak Anthony Ghost through and and put him uh, at your your depth camp, and and then you know f- go with Oliver during the regular season in the beginning when it's cold in April and you don't know what you're going to get. You've at least got some reliability with the veteran, uh, and then maybe at some point in in May or June you cut ties with Oliver and you bring Anthony Ghost along uh, up from from AAA. Uh, that might be the the ideal scenario for the Indians. It's just not a certainty that you can get to that point. Yeah, you know that you know that's the uh, game you play. Uh, <clears throat> can you get goes through waivers? You know, because I don't think I think he's out of options. I don't think he has an option. Or may, I'm not. Sh- no, I don't think he has an option. No, so, Anthony Ghost doesn't have options at, at yeah. this point. So and and you know he showed pretty well. So would another team claim him? That, that's a, an interesting point. Um, and, uh, you know, you've got guys, uh, you know, it, it's, it's going to be just to see how that, that bullpen comes together. You know, Emmanuel Class A, you know, you got, he's got to be in there, right? Right. Class A, Whitgren, uh, Karen Chak, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, Stefan, or those are four guys. Maton, I think, is, is in there. That's five. And it all depends. He's, it sounds like he's going to carry eight, mm-hmm. uh, but maybe have a, you know, an extra pitcher in there. Uh, extra yeah. stock. Well, you got Plutko, so you're gonna you're gonna have to have him because of his option situation, and then you want uh, if you want a lefty, it could be could be between uh, Kyle Nelson, Anthony Ghost, and, and Oliver Perez for for one spot. Yeah, that's a good point. I forgot about Nelson. Uh, he's been talking a lot about him. Um, right, but Nelson Nelson does have options, and he's one yeah, you, so. you 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 really could send down and, and you know bring him along when he's more comfortable. So. Yeah, I think that's that's a good point. I think he would be option Joe, definitely. Whitgren pitched on uh, the second day of a back to back, and and he looked solid. He only faced one batter, but uh, you know he's he, he gives you what he gives you, I guess. And you, you're not looking for bells and whistles with Nick Whitgren. You're just looking for you know hard work and results. Yeah, just consistency. Just what he's done the last two years since he came over from Miami. Um, He's he's been great in that setup role, and he might get he might get a look in the in the closers role. You know, it's maybe early on this season, Joe, as as uh, Francona kind of juggles uh, Class A and and Karinchek and lets him settle into uh, roles. Yeah, I think the perfect scenario for for Tito might be uh, a game a close game against the White Sox early in the season here in 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 April when. You know, there's a situation with runners on base that he has to bring in a Karen check or a class A in the seventh or eighth inning to get a strikeout. And then, you know, he's, he's used those options early in the game. He and he's he knows he's got Wickren to, to get the final three outs of the game in the ninth. Uh, that that might be, uh, you know, just how he scripts it, uh, at least early on before making a decision on who your full time permanent starter or closer is. Yeah, I, th- I think that's that's the way this thing is going to shake out. I think uh, he'll, you know, he'll let, you know, he'll kind of just let things settle for a, or just let things play out for April, you know, maybe into 
April or May, and, and then if just make a decision then, because, you know, history has shown, at least with Tito, that, you know, he likes one guy closing, and uh, it doesn't mean he can't, you know, do a, do a closer by committee, but it's certainly through his success in Boston and Cleveland, he's had one dominant closer, ex with the exception for one, of one year in Boston. The Talkin' Tribe opening day virtual event will take place April 5th at noon, featuring Indians reporters and columnists from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer. Tickets can be reserved online at Cleveland.com. This year, you can enter to win entry to our VIP experience and get the opportunity to mingle with former Cleveland Indians players. Only 150 tickets are available for the exclusive experience and can be won through our sweepstakes. Register now to win at cleveland.com slash try. Be sure to join Paul Hoynes, Terry Pluto, Joe Noga, and Doug LaMaurice as we get you ready for the home opener at Progressive Field and the rest of the Indians' 2021 season. There's never been a better time to register for Indian subtext and get all your Cleveland Indians news with updates from Cleveland.com reporters Paul Hoynes and Joe Noga. Get on board now by going to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians. Our subscriber-based service gives you the latest news, analysis, and more from the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing from the team and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on cleveland.com and you can text us directly with your questions and opinions on everything from the team's name to that day's lineup and it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the cleveland baseball talk podcast why sign up hear from one of our subscribers i'm uh jeff heinerson i grew up there in milan ohio but i now live out in idaho i've been here for 40 years and uh, my son was born and raised here and i got him as a birthday present uh your subtext and i wanted to thank Paul for sending him a birthday greeting and to tell you that he is really enjoying the subtext. He even he's not from Ohio, but because he grew up with me, he's hardcore Indian fan. So thanks again. Jeff and all of our Indian subtext subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the Indians, and the best way to keep up is with Indian subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians, or better yet, text Hoinsey at 216-208-4346. Again, that's 216-208-4346. We look forward to hearing from you on Indian Subtext. All right. Well, let's look at some of the position battles and where we stand right now here uh, as spring training is sort of winding down. Yesterday, Jake Bowers had three hits uh, in, in the game. Uh, he, he batted uh, third and, and, and Bobby Bradley hit fourth and uh, you know, Bobby Bradley's built up a, a whole bunch of uh, credit so far here early in camp with uh, with extra base hits and, and really driving the ball. Uh, Jake Bowers, you know, maybe maybe a little too late, uh, too little too late, uh, you know, with a couple of hits uh, in, in the game uh, yesterday against San Francisco. Yeah, you know, I would you know, this is a decision that I think is going to, you know. I don't know if it comes down to the wire, it doesn't sound like these guys want to make it come down to the wire they would like to do it as soon as possible so they could you know put this team together at least let the starting lineup play you know two or three or four games together uh so you know i i would think you know bradley has the edge right now i know i've gone back and i vacillated a little on this but uh i think bradley's the guy 
and uh, he, but he does have that option. They could do it. You know, they could they could go with Bowers and 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 bring Bradley up later. But I think right now Bradley has has has, has the edge, and they need his power, Joe. They just need some some pop. He he does have the option. You if you go with Bradley, you it's you can't have both. You can't go with Bradley and keep Jake Bowers. There's no way to keep Jake Bowers if you go with Bradley. So really you're making a decision, not just for this roster, this team, you're making a decision for, you know, the future at first base in terms of, you know, is Jake Bowers a guy who's going to be in your organization because you, you've got a DFA him if he's, you've got to take him off the roster, basically, if, if, uh, if you don't give him the first base job. Yeah. And I mean, they could, if, if he, if he clears waivers, they could then outright him. Maybe if he would accept the outright to uh, to Columbus, you know, so and keep him in this, in the organization. Uh, you know, I'm not sure how that would work, but uh, I, I got to imagine Jake Bowers would look for every opportunity if he's on waivers to, to try and get out of Cleveland because, uh, you know, from the beginning, I don't think he's he's felt like he's had a fair shot at at getting first base. And when when that might not necessarily be the case, I think uh, I think Francona has given him every opportunity. Hell, he played half the season in 2019. He just, you know, didn't produce. Yeah, he's just been in a tough spot. He, he struggled. He's, you know, I don't know, a lot of pressure. I don't know if he, I, I, he just, he just never looked like the guy that they thought they were getting to me. So we'll see how that goes. All right. Center field, the other uh, big hot spot uh, in, in terms of position battles right now, uh, Bradley Zimmer looks like he's the last man standing. Um, ben Gamble, also shown well, I think uh, he's got a, a legit shot of making this team. Yeah, you know, <laughs> center field is like a mystery. You know that is it going to be Zimmer? Is it going to be uh, Ahmad Rosario? Is is Gamble going to you know sneak in there as an extra extra outfielder? There's a chance. You know, well we know Rosario is going to make the club. I would think unless you know they pull some last minute trade and send him to uh, Cincinnati. <laughs> right. Right. But, uh, you know, so Rosario's on the club and uh, Zimmer and Gamble, both left-handed hitters. Um, you know, Zimmer has, you know, Tito was saying it looks he looks more athletic this year, this spring, I should say. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But I would think, you know, two of the two out of th- those three guys got to make the club. Well, and, and also, you know, Rosario, you have to keep because you're going to be facing a bunch of lefties here in April. There's You've got the Tigers and the the White Sox, and they both and and even the the, the Royals. They're all going to have left-handed pitchers in their their starting rotations. You're going to need right-handed uh, hitters, right-handed bats in this lineup. Uh, so that's why Jordan getting Jordan Luplo back and healthy uh, is is sort of important. Uh, if you keep Eddie Eddie Rosario obviously in left, then Ahmed Rosario, Bradley Zimmer, Ben Gamble in center and Josh Naylor and Jordan Luplo in, in right, that's what, five, six guys? Yeah, six guys. That's a, yeah. That's a, that's a lot. I mean, that's yeah, – four, six. Yeah, plus you, you, got, you got Brand Mill, you got to count as an outfielder as well. Right. And if, and if Bowers makes it, well, we said Bowers wasn't going to make it, but he can, yeah. you could stick him out there too. So. I mean, you're just leaving yourself a little thin, I think, uh, on the infield, you know, in terms of – you've got what you're looking for 13 spots, right? So. Right. Right. Two, two catchers. So you're looking for uh, 11. You've got uh, Ramirez. 
Uh, Jimenez, Hernandez, Hernandez, Bradley, and Chang. Chang, Chang, maybe, yeah, yeah. So that's five plus two. That's seven. Uh, that leaves you eight more spots. So. Yeah, I mean, and will he carry fourteen pitchers, or is he going to carry? Uh, I, I can't. I can't see him carrying more than thirteen pitchers. That's that's it. It's five starters and eight relievers. That's that's it. Yeah. You you get you're hung up on these this I'm, nine I'm nine man bullpen it. man. He yeah. came out. He pretty much told you directly. Yeah, He's yeah. like, point. He, Tito said in a in one of his interviews. <laughs> He's like, Coinsy, I never said I was carrying nine guys in the bullpen and. I don't know. So I thought uh, he said four, he was going to carry fourteen pitchers, but I I might be crazy. I'm, I, I'm it's crazy. you're starting to hear things, Lindsay. <laughs> All right. Uh, one thing the uh, the league is starting to hear. Uh, they finally listened to Trevor Bauer. Uh, the Major League Baseball came out yesterday and said they're going to start using Statcast, which can uh, determine the spin rate on baseballs, and they're going to monitor jumps in spin rates to police the use of uh, sticky substances uh, by pitchers. Uh, this is a drum that Trevor Bauer has been beating for years, dating back before 2018 when he had the dust up with the um, Houston Astros pitchers. Uh, Garrett Cole went to the Astros and his spin rate jumped astronomically. And the only way that you can do this is by using sticky substances to, to add spin to your, your fastball. And that's what Garrett Cole did. He's cheating, and and Trevor Bauer is you know adamantly against this. Now Trevor Bauer can pretty much get away with anything, right? Yeah, Trevor Trevor Bauer has uh, set has, has set the precedent. So you know he's above reproach right now. So you know he's blown. He's been the whistleblower. He's blowing it, and uh, MLB is finally you know listened. So this is going to be interesting. <laughs> but it's in true Major League Baseball fashion. They're doing it, you know, three years after the fact, and it doesn't look like it's going to have any real teeth to it, uh, you know, mostly because they think that people like to see strikeouts. I, I don't know. It's, again, it's, uh, it, it just feels kind of funny to me. And what, how are they really going to police this? You know, the first guy you come after and say, hey, your spin rate jumped, uh, you know, what are you using on your, you, you, you have pine tar, what are you doing? Oh no, it's just sunscreen. I'm using thick sunscreen and, and that might have something to do with it. That's not illegal. You can't get me, you know, there's, there's a million different reasons why this isn't going to work, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see if, if the first guy to get caught under the Trevor Bauer rule, I think, uh, uh, is, is what, what is the penalty, time. Joe? What, what's the penalty? I, I'm, I'm they, they didn't say what the penalty was. I guess you, you face suspension, I guess of, of some sort, but, that's going to be determined on a case-by-case -case basis. Yeah, if you get caught with a foreign substance on a ball, you 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 really you are liable to be suspended under under the old rules as well. Right, right, yeah. Any any guy with the you know the the umpire goes out there and see and sees like uh, um you know a substance on his glove or on his his neck or anything like that, doesn't he get he get like a twelve game suspension? Yeah, you get hit with some kind of suspension. I'm not sure how long it is, but right, right. you're going to miss if you're a starter. You're going to miss at least one start. Exactly. All right, Hoinsey, a night game out there in the desert tonight. The Indians taking on uh, Arizona. Uh, the Diamondbacks. Uh, Aaron Savali, our last chance to see him, or not our last chance, maybe maybe one of his last opportunities to pitch. Uh, you know, he might get another start before the season ends. But uh, what are we expecting tonight out of the Indians? Yeah, it, uh, you know, we got Aaron Savali going. Uh, 
Uh, he's starting then followed by Class A, Perez, uh, Stefan, Plutko, uh, Nelson, and Sandlin. This will be uh, Class A's um, uh, you know, second day in a row that he's pitching. So, you know, that'll be interesting. Joe, I was watching him yesterday and it's like an optical illusion watching this guy pitch. I mean, he gives up a home run on a, on a hundred mile an hour fastball. Then he goes a hundred, 101, 100, 199. It is wow. like, it's like watching a video game. It's, and you know, and everything, you know, and it, I can see, you know, Tito was saying he throws so many strikes that, you know, sometimes guys, even, even though he's thrown that hard, hard, get good swings on him. So uh, that is, it is really, uh, I, I, you know, it's it's crazy to watch that. It's just uh, it blows the, me away. Does the ball disappear when you see it? Maybe just a little bit. Is that is from from your perspective, from your vantage point? Is that it? Just looks whap. You know, it just looks like he goes wham. It's just like it's just like boom. Okay. <laughs> and, and it's just like, and he, he's so you know, so direct to the plate. There's, you know, there's not too much, uh, you know, he's not hiding the ball. He's just saying, here, here it is, hit it. Okay. Well, we'll look forward to seeing Class A pitch uh, today, and we'll look forward to hearing more about uh, the Indians on an off day tomorrow uh, here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. We'll talk to you then.